The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. You're listening to the Mental Reps Podcast, and I am so grateful, so glad that you are here reflecting back on 2023 because, you know, everyone gets all crazy when Spotify Wrapped comes out and it's like this whole big hullabaloo. I never really saw the value in that. Like, I don't really, I don't know. I never got that jazzed up to see like which artist I listen to the most. I'm like, I don't need Spotify rap to tell me that I listen to Post Malone every hour of the day. Like I got that. And like, shocker, it came out, Post Malone's your top artist. Like to me, I was like, woohoo, didn't really, I don't know. I, I never got that jazzed about it until, until this year podcast. And I get to see the Spotify rap essentially for the views and the listens and the engagement and the different countries I've been able to reach and the listeners that I've gained. And holy moly, I have such a new appreciation for Spotify wrapped. And I read through it this past week as it did become live. And like, I would be lying if I said I didn't get a little emotional. I really did. Like the growth of this show, the growth of the community that we have here, it means so much to me. It means so much to me because I try to get as vulnerable as possible with each of you with sharing different stories and tips and just like the inner workings of my brain practically with my mindset on different ideas and topics. And to know that there is a freaking army of you out there listening and learning and benefiting and gaining and hopefully nodding your heads yes as to like agreeing with the mindset that I have, it makes me so proud. It makes me so proud of every single one of us really freaking fighting the good fight, putting in the work, putting our heads down, grinding forward and, and recognizing that, you know, this shit's not easy, but to do it together, to have this community, to lean on each other, even inside of our mental reps podcast, Facebook group as well. It's amazing. 2023 has been incredible for the MRP and I can't wait to blow that out of the park for 2024. So thank you truly for tuning in. And if this is your first episode, welcome to it. Welcome to the army. And if you are not already a member of the MRP FBG, Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group. I did not plan that, but how freaking cool does that sound? You can go ahead and join on in totally free. It's just a giant community of all of us badasses doing the damn thing and leaning on each of us, leaning on each other to really get shit done, which there's not much more that you can ask for in this whole fitness thing. So I, I just wanted to take a second before we dive into today to really just thank each and every one of you for listening and tuning in. And those of you sharing the show as well, I was actually blown away by the like percentages and feedback I got from Spotify rap with how many of you are sharing the show, whether it's through Instagram or sending it in a, a text message or the link. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If we can spread this message and this mindset and this hopefully simplicity around fitness to more people, I mean, we continue to spread that message. It's it's 2024. It's going to be absolutely epic. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's time for the show. So one of the top episodes from 2023, and one of the most listened to episodes really for this whole show is my top 10 tips for cutting. And it, that comes as no surprise to me because I think at any point of your fitness journey, we all go through a cut and the cutting phase, the body fat loss, that's like the fun and sexy side of fitness where you get to see a ton of progress. And, you know, we want to be leaner. We want to have more definition. We want to be quote unquote toned. Like that episode dives into a lot of, okay, how do we make that happen? How do we become successful at cutting? Um, and I love that so many of you are kind of benefiting from a lot of that too, because it's not just like, oh, you know, eat less, move more. Like there's so much more to that. So to go off of that because the other side of cutting, a necessary point of cutting and seeing success in your cut and getting leaner, you got to build some damn muscle. 
You have to. One cannot happen without the other if you have the goal of lean muscle mass or definition or seeing like lines and cuts through maybe like your abs or your core. Those lines, those cuts, that definition is muscle. You cannot cut from a slab of fat and expect to look toned or defined or my muscular. I mean, that's just, it doesn't happen in a cut. In order for you to, most people, to see the results they think they want to see from a cutting phase, they have to spend enough time building muscle first. Now, that does not mean you need to go into this super aggressive bulking phase of putting on 30 pounds and eating everything in sight with the hopes of maybe I'm building muscle. I don't know, but I'm sure shit, sure my clothes don't fit anymore. That is not building muscle. And thanks to social media, we now have a very weird spin on what it looks like to bulk. Oh, I'm bulking. Like, no, we don't just bulk around the holidays because you have absolutely zero responsibility around the foods that you're eating. You're consuming way, way, way more than you need to. And you've sat on your happy ass for more days than you'd like to admit. That's not bulking. And bulking, building, I'll kind of use them interchangeably here in today's episode. I like to sometimes stray away from the word bulking, especially for females, because a lot of you guys get turned off to that idea because I don't want to look bulky. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to be bulky. I don't want to be big. Bulking just means like we're putting on muscle and it is necessary in order to see the results you want to see, like I said, in your cut. You can't cut from nothing. You have to have substance there, which comes down to building muscle in a building or bulking type phase. So it is incredibly important. It is incredibly important. Outside from the success of your cut, why do we want muscle? Why do we care about muscle? Holy moly. If there's one thing you should always want more of, not less of, on your body, it is muscle mass. And for those of you out there saying, oh, but my legs are just so big. I wish I could just lose a little bit of muscle down here. I can almost guarantee if we lost the fat on top of that muscle, you would be very, very pleased with the shredded legs that you now have. Muscle tends to not be the problem. I would say 99.9% of the time, unless you're trying to be like absolutely rail thin, you know, Kendall Jenner model status, which that girl is absolutely stunning. There is nothing wrong with her physique. It's just very different, very different, right? So you have to decide what the heck you want to look like. For most of us listening to the show, muscle is the answer to a lot of our quote unquote problems. Muscle is going to be one of the best ways to be able to increase your metabolism. I've actually been doing a lot of reading, research, listening, uh, learning really about your metabolism and the effects of just food and muscle and environment and so much that goes into that. It's probably one of the most complex topics of fitness. Uh, it's at least up there. And one of the most unanimously agreed upon understandings of your metabolism is that your metabolism operates faster at a quicker rate when you have more muscle mass. Why? Because muscle is a calorie burning furnace. Your muscle needs to constantly be fed all day long because it's just burning calories, burning calories, burning calories. So the six foot two individual male who has 400 pounds of muscle, that's, that's absurd, 100 pounds of muscle on them is going to be able to eat more food, burn more calories, stay a lot leaner eating more food than the six foot two male who has no muscle. Now dial it down to females. We won't see as drastic of an increase in muscle mass and upregulation of our metabolism. Why? Because for us to put on muscle, it is a little bit harder. It is a little bit harder, genetically speaking, hormonally speaking, we will put on muscle differently than a guy will, which is also why we tend to look at our boyfriend or husband and say, what the hell, right? You lifted for a week and you're 10 times stronger. You eat cheeseburgers all day long and you're not gaining a single pound, right? It's different. It absolutely is. 
So for females, the more muscle you have, same principles apply, the faster your metabolism is. And this is not age specific. Yes, it does tend to get a little bit harder to build muscle if you're like over 60. But I actually just read a study the other day that people tend to think that their metabolism starts slowing down. It's like age 30 typically. It's like, oh, you know, I don't feel the same as I did in my 20s or like when you get to 40, whatever. It actually operates the fastest from the ages of like 20 through I think it was 60. And then at 60 years old, it starts to kind of maintain and level off a little bit. So if you are someone who has chronically used your metabolism as an excuse and a reason why you are gaining weight or you have to eat less or you're putting on more body fat, I hate to break it to you, but it probably is not the case. It is more so a direct correlation to the amount of times you move in your day, the amount of work that you're putting in, the amount of calories you're consuming, what those calories look like, and of course, the amount of muscle mass you have on your body. So muscle from that standpoint is going to be incredibly vital for you to be able to just operate a little smoother, a little faster, a little bit more efficiently. We love it. It's also going to help you be stronger. Injury prevention, lifting up groceries, you're a lot less likely to throw out your back doing something dumb when you have core strength and core muscles that are going to constantly protect you. So it does go so much deeper and there's so many other reasons too. It does go so much deeper guys than just it looks nice (laughs) because it has a purpose. In case you haven't figured this out by now, the human body doesn't waste time or energy on anything that doesn't serve a very, very clear life purpose right? If your so-and-so organ is not functioning or whatever, like those are obvious, like, oh, you know, I need to get that fixed. But your body won't do things that don't benefit it staying alive. That is its only purpose is let's keep this shit running. That is it. So muscle is not just, oh, we want to look good while we're moving and grooving. It's actually going to help a number of different factors as far as you functioning the way that you should be functioning. Peak levels, optimum levels, not just like day to day, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm average. We want to be above average. We want to be excellent. We want to build some goddamn muscle, okay? And we're going to figure out exactly how to do that. I have five tips for you guys on how to build muscle. There's a very good chance a lot of these things are going to kind of be like, oh, yeah, you know, I I get it. Listen to what I'm saying. Apply what I'm saying. Take a look at your habits, at your routines, at your day-to-day. Are you doing these things or are you really doing them? Are you kind of skating by thinking you can outwork it or are you giving 150 fucking percent? Because if you're not at 150% and you're just borderline average, you can expect average results as far as building. You can expect average results as far as cutting. And in my opinion, if we're putting in work, why would we want average outcome? We want exceptional. And that comes down to you and the work that you are putting in. So building muscle is absolutely no different than cutting in that regard. You get a direct return on investment. Direct. You will not get the results that you do not deserve. And your hard work will pay off. It goes in both directions. So tip number one here, and these are in no particular order. There's five tips, but you can take these at any, at any point. The first thing that I wanted to really dive into as far as building muscle, uh, time. Number one tip is going to be give it some mother effing time. So you have to be patient. You have to give yourself a chance to do the things needed in order to see the results that you want to see. I'm actually going to backpedal a little bit because I think time will actually make more sense after I dive into the food component. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to run it back. We're going to get to time in a second. We're going to start with food. Why? Because shocker, nutrition is the most important piece of building muscle. It is. Nutrition really, I would argue, is number one for most goals that you have in fitness and longevity and lifestyle. It's your food. So rewinding here, number one is going to be food. To build muscle, you have to be in a at least maintenance level or calorie surplus. What does that mean? You have to be eating at least as many calories to maintain your weight. 
in order to build. Um, or if you really want to take things to the next level and you are truly looking to change your physique, meaning people don't see you for a year's time. They, they catch up with you at a, at a holiday after a year and they're like, holy shit, she looks insane. She looks so good. She, this, she, that. Not just like, you know, your boyfriend notices because he's around you all the time kind of difference. Like if you really want a difference, you need to be in a calorie surplus. It doesn't need to be a 500 calorie surplus. It doesn't need to be like thousands of calories extra and you're eating McDonald's every single meal, but you do need to be giving your body enough fuel in the tank in order for the changes to happen. So typically speaking, that surplus can range anywhere. Say your maintenance calories are 2,000. Um, and if you guys want a resource on how to calculate what your macros should be, because I'm going to throw around terms like maintenance and surplus and deficit. If you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what my I'm at. I don't know where I should be. I do have a free resource for this. It'll be in the description of today's episode. Uh, it's my macro guide on how to calculate your own numbers. So super, super easy, super hands-on as far as plugging and chugging your own numbers to come up with your targets specifically. So you can go ahead and click that in the description. Um, but for food specifically, you want to be at the very least at maintenance, right? Or slight surplus. I would say anywhere from 200 to 500 calorie surplus. Again, depending on what your goals are. A 200 calorie surplus every day, maybe your maintenance is 2000 and you're now eating 2200. It's going to build muscle. It'll allow you to get there. Obviously it'll be a little slower, but pros to doing it a little slower is you might gain a little bit less body fat during that time. But food is going to be essential. You cannot escape this component of building. So I get questions about this all the time. Can I build muscle in a deficit? Can I build muscle while I'm dieting? Can I build muscle? Yes and no. If you're lifting five days a week and you're doing everything you need to in the gym, but you're not in a quote unquote surplus, like will you get a little stronger? Yeah. Absolutely. Just from the progressive overload component and the adaptation your muscles go through, you will get a little stronger. Now, are you going to physically grow in the size of your muscles? No. And that is going to be the biggest difference here. So ladies, what's been our number one goal here as far as physique wise that I'm, that I'm can just throw out that I can guess most of you are going to be like, oh yeah. Anyone have any guesses? Anyone, anyone? We want to build some glutes. Okay. I just had a conversation with one of my clients about this today. Actually, she's like, D, I want to build a freaking dump truck. How do we do it? And I love that. So if that is your goal in any capacity, glutes, legs, I want to build a dump truck, I need a nice ass for 2024, I'm all for it. But recognize that ass is not going to grow from being in a deficit and strength training. It's not going to happen. You need a surplus. You need the adequate amount of food during this time. Typically speaking, protein and carbs are going to be the most important for building. Not that fat is not important, but I would say fat kind of sits in its own category of like regulating hormones and a lot of that kind of stuff, which hell is very necessary for any phase of your journey, but specifically for your surplus, protein and carbs are going to be essential. I would recommend being at about 1.2 to 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight daily. So if you weigh 120 pounds, that is going to be, actually, let me pull up a quick calculator because you know your girl can't do math in her head, 120 pounds times 1.2 is going to be 144 grams of protein kind of as a minimum, right? And that's going to be every single day. That's not Monday through Thursday and Friday and Saturday, Sunday, you fall off. That's not when you feel like it. That's not, oh, I got close. That's every single day. 144 grams of protein, for example, right? Carbs is going to be the other side of things. So another thing to kind of mention as far as food goes and I'm going to dive into a lot of topics here, but if anyone has specific questions to follow this up, like please send me a message because a lot of this too, guys, I hate it, but like it is very individual and I can't give specific numbers on a platform like this where you're just going to kind of take it and run with it. Like I don't want some random person to hear this and be like, oh, 144 grams of protein is the secret to building muscle. That's cool. That's what I'll do. And then they don't see the results they want to see and they're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why are you, why are you doing me dirty like that? And I'm not. 
It's just general guidelines are going to be the best to apply to you. So take what I'm saying and then apply it to your specific situation, your weight, your training, your lifestyle, et cetera. So as you're going through this journey of eating more food, because you're going to have to, one thing that you do want to pay attention to as well is your carbs. Carbs are not the enemy. Everyone hates carbs. I don't need them. I don't this. I don't that. I don't whatever. You need carbs in order to grow just as much as you need the protein. Carbs are actually going to help spike the insulin, which is then going to drive, essentially help drive the protein deeper into the muscle tissue. And you'll see better benefits from eating so much damn protein. That's also why it's really important usually to pair your protein and your carb sources together, right? Especially you you can eat carbs kind of on their own, but if you're eating protein, you really do want to pair it with a carb as well. Um, So during that time, because you're going to hit a cap for protein. As calories are coming up, maybe you're eating 2,000 for a good couple weeks, then you bump up to 2,200, then you're at 2,400, right? You're gradually building into that surplus, which is good. Protein will hit a point where you're like, I have hit that upper limit. And there kind of is an upper limit for protein. It doesn't just keep growing. Like you should not be 120 pounds eating 200 grams of protein a day. Like your body's going to get to a point where it's not really utilizing it. So how do we keep building the calories, guys? We build them from the carbs. We build them from the carbs. So that's a really important thing to note as you are growing in this surplus once your proteins kind of cap out. And for females too, I would I would recommend really nothing higher than like this this is tough because it's so individual based on you and your calories, but I would say like upper limit, like 85-ish grams of fat. You really don't want to go too much more than that. Again, just kind of general guidelines here. Don't take this and run with it, but everything else is going to come from carb increases. Now, in a surplus, quality also matters. I got this question the other day as well. It's like, okay, what foods do you prioritize when you're trying to build muscle? The answer is the same foods you've been prioritizing all the time anyway. Doesn't matter. Building, cutting, maintenance, uh, pre-vacation diet, doesn't matter. The quality of your food should be at an all-time high always. The only thing that changes is the quantity. Now, few different things that can help out as far as being in that surplus. Because when you're when you're in a cut and your calories are kind of low, like, you know, you might do a lot more lean sources of protein. You'll do chicken, you'll do egg whites, you'll do, you know, plain Greek yogurt. And then as calories start to climb, it gets to be where it's like, holy shit, I got to eat a lot of chicken and rice in order to hit that target. Now, I'm not saying chicken and rice is bad, but when you're in a surplus in order to get a couple extra grams of calorie, I'm sorry, a couple of other calories in, sometimes it's helpful to like switch up some of your protein sources to protein that also has a little bit of fat in it. So something like chicken thigh instead of chicken breast, something like ground bison instead of chicken breast, right? Bison's going to have more fat to it, which is going to mean it's more calories. Um, doing things like that, adding olive oil to your meals, adding, adding avocado to your meals, doing things like pasta instead of white rice right? Because pasta is going to give you a lot more volume. Like a big ass bowl of pasta is going to be a ton of carbs. It might be easier to hit your numbers eating something like that versus doing it kind of in other ways, right? When you're in a cut, for example, you might add cauliflower rice to your bowl to give you more volume to adhere to your targets. The last thing you want to do in a surplus is add voluminous foods to just get your bowl to be bigger because you're already trying to push the amount that you're eating. So food as a whole, We need to be in a surplus, at least maintenance, if not a slight surplus, in order to build muscle. You want to be at 1.2 to 1.5 grams of protein per pound of lean body weight. Um, And then carbs are going to be the primary increases that you're going through as you're going through this phase. So again, the food choices should not change. I still follow a general kind of rule of thumb where no more than two processed sources of protein a day. So that could be a protein bar and that could be a scoop of protein powder. Other than that, you better get down to it as far as hitting that protein goal with whole foods. You better have a lot of chicken prepped. You better have a lot of ground turkey on hand. You better have a lot of eggs and egg whites and 
all the good stuff. Now, is it the end of the world if one day you need an extra scoop of protein? No, as long as it's a high quality protein, that's not going to start to disrupt your stomach. Um, and I have that linked in my, in my description here as well. If you want to know the protein that I use personally. Um, so if you need to do it from time to time, so be it. I know Zach, my boyfriend, he'll do like two or three scoops a day. I think it does kind of change as you get a little bigger, right? Him being like 260, 50, 60 pounds at this point, like his threshold for processed protein is a little bit higher than my threshold for processed protein, right? That kind of makes sense. Um, so it is person to person specific, but I know my audience, I know most of my girls out there are not, you know, it, 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 having the sheer amount of muscle that that man has on his body, right? It's just different. It's different. It hundred percent is. So that's kind of the, the gist on the food aspect of building. Now I'm going to go back to what I had mentioned earlier for time. Okay. Tip number two is going to be time. Okay. You're in your surplus. You're eating all the dang food. You're doing what you need to. You're tracking your macros. You're hitting your protein and you're like, ah, nothing's happening. You're wrong. Things are happening. They may not be happening at the rate in which you want them to happen. That's on you. That's on you. Training and food and being in a surplus and building muscle takes so much time. The worst thing, the thing I hate more than anything in the world is when people refer to it as a mini bulk. I want to do like a mini bulk, like a little mini building phase. Ain't nothing mini about it. Because it doesn't matter if you want to put on five pounds of muscle or 50 pounds of muscle. Like it takes a lot of freaking time. Of course, you'll reach that five pounds of muscle growth way faster than you would reach 50 pounds, but it's not like it happens overnight. And the worst thing you can do is short yourself into thinking that two months in a small surplus lifting moderately heavy is going to do shit for your goals. And then you wind up back in a cut and kind of backpedaling all the progress you made. Like you didn't give it enough time. So generally speaking, I always say like nine, six to nine months minimum, minimum in a surplus, in a building or a growing type phase, minimum. And for most of the, and I always like to compare it to like the extremes, right? Think of bodybuilders. Think of the wellness division. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go look up bikini, bot, or it's not, not bikini, bodybuilders wellness division, Mr. Olympia. All right, go look those girls up. Holy legs, holy glutes, ass, hamstrings, shoulders. They look, that is like my goal physique. I think those women look incredible. Those people did not spend six months building muscle and get up there and look like that. I would argue that most of those individuals spent the last six to 12, 15, maybe even 20 years building muscle. So I know that that may not be your goal physique and that's fine. Look up bikini bodybuilder competitors. Like those are smaller women. Those women spent six to 12 to 20 plus years building muscle. Okay. It takes time. So for you to go through a mini bulk or a mini build for a couple of weeks, it's not going to do anything. And you're going to wind up back in the same spot you started with, essentially just kind of wasting your own time. It's two steps forward, three steps back in that regard. So give yourself time and be patient with this growth. The worst thing you can do is cut yourself short, thinking that a tiny little period of time spent doing these things is going to be enough when it really is not. That's not a shame on you. That is just the, the human anatomy and our genetics. We cannot build at that exponential rate. And any time spent building, if it's too short and you didn't really see any growth, like look in the mirror, like do you look different? Right? And I'm not talking about I feel a little puffy today. I'm a little bloated from eating more food. Like that was not muscle growth. That was not muscle growth. You should see physical muscle on your body. And if you should be taking progress photos, because that helps a ton. If you see the difference, you look stronger. You're lifting more. Clothes obviously are going to fit a little tighter because you're building that mass. 
then we can kind of talk to like, you know, what comes next? Do we go into a cutting phase? What does that look like? Et cetera, et cetera. And again, story for another day as far as how to do that. I think I've actually done episodes in that in the past of like how to transition between these phases, but give it time, six to nine months at a minimum, minimum, minimum. Honestly, if your goal, if you, if you're looking in the mirror right now, and again, no shame to anyone listening. I just think it's helpful to apply this to like, well, what do I look like? If you look in the mirror and your legs are pretty thin, right? Like your quads, your upper legs are kind of the same circumference as your lower legs, your calves. Like we don't really have much meat on our bones, right? Or if our arms are pretty thin, pretty skinny, and you're looking to build muscle, like you should be able to physically see that. And if that is you, you are probably going to be an individual who spends over a year's time minimum in a surplus, a slight surplus over time. You're not going to gain 30 pounds overnight. It's going to be a gradual build, but you're essentially laying brick by brick by brick, the foundation of muscle mass with a little bit of body fat. That is a hundred percent part of this journey with that extra body fat, building that foundation so that when we get to a place where you're like, I got some nice ass legs, right? We then have the opportunity to then dial calories down, lose that extra body fat that you've kind of put on on the outside and see the physical muscle. But if you didn't actually build anything and you start cutting, there's nothing there to see. You look the exact same as you did when you started, right? And then again, two steps forward, three steps back. It's a waste of everybody's time and you're going to wind up very frustrated. So give yourself time in this quote unquote uncomfortable phase because most of us are a little bit resistant to jumping into this. But if your goal is to have more cuts, be leaner, more definition, hell, even want to be able to eat more and remain lean, you need to have built muscle. And that shit takes a lot of time. Tip number three, as far as building muscle is going to come down to your training. The time spent actually physically in the gym and of everything that is required to build muscle, I would argue that this time here in those four walls of the gym is probably going to be the thing you spend the least amount of time on, which is so crazy to say because it is so vital. But think about, you know, 60 to 90 minutes spent in the gym and then how much other time there is in the day. And hate to say it, but like if your goals are aggressive and you want to physically see a change, it's going to require most of the hours of your day caring about this, thinking about this, acting towards this, setting yourself up for success with this. So the training aspect, although incredibly valuable and cannot cannot be you know neglected, it's only a small piece of the puzzle. So training in general, if we want to build muscle, this is also one of my favorite things to talk about. Like your rep ranges and exercises, they don't change cut to bulk. They don't, right? When you're cutting, you don't do, you know, four sets of, of you know, high, like you don't go lower weight, higher volume because you're like, I want to build lean muscle. No, no. You build muscle, you build muscle. There is no, this targets lean muscle, that targets fat muscle. Like that, that is not a thing. I don't know where in the world and fitness and the internet, the depths of the internet, that concept came from, but muscle is muscle, period. It, it, it is, it just, it just is. Like a bone is a bone, right? You don't have a fat bone and a skinny bone. Like you just have a bone. That's it. There is no distinction. So there does not need to be a change in exercise selection from cut to bulk. And honestly, it's probably better for you to do the same exercises, cut and bulk, because it'll allow you to continue that progressive overload component, retain and maintain your muscle mass while you're cutting, and then continue to progress in it when you are building. So like it doesn't really change. What does change is or should is your strength. 
because there's a difference here, guys. There's building strength and there's building muscle size. And I wanted to talk through that a little bit because it does change. That does change depending on your training. If you're strictly trying to build strength, you're going to look and you're going to have a much different training plan than someone who's just trying to build muscle size, right? Someone who wants to have the goal, maybe a power lifter, right? They need to deadlift, you know, 352 pounds at, at the meet in whatever many months, like they're training for strength. That is going to be very different than an individual who wants to grow a dump truck and they're training for size. They're training for aesthetics. They're training for a physique and a look. Two different goals here, strength and size. Sometimes usually they happen unanimously, right? If you're building a lot of muscle mass in your glutes, like hell yeah, your glutes should be stronger. We should be able to hip thrust more. We should be able to squat more. Like those things should happen. But the goal of the training session is not geared toward a specific one rep max if that makes sense. So in my personal opinion, both from experience, from education, from kind of what I've read, and even just what I've studied as well for like the best of the best bodybuilders, I will argue that to build muscle size, you want to be doing hypertrophy training most of the time. What is hypertrophy training? Typically very, very, very high volume high volume. So four sets of 20, you know, six sets of 10 drop 10, like extreme, not extreme, but high amounts of volume with still the understanding that we're going to push as much weight as possible because that does not change either. The goal, no matter what your goal is, the goal in every single workout should be, I want to lift as much as I can for the given rep range. So if you're trying to do five squats, you're going to lift a lot heavier. You're going to be able to squat a lot more weight than if your goal is to do 50 squats. Like how much weight can you have on the bar if you're trying to rep out 50 reps, which is extreme, but you guys get the point. So when you're doing hypertrophy training, you've got maybe four, four sets of 15 or four sets of 20, let's call it. You don't just automatically pick a very light weight so that you get to like 17, 18, 19, 20. Whew, done. No, no, no. You're pushing as much weight as you humanly possibly can for those 20 reps. Again, it may be lighter than you may be used to if you're only doing four sets of eight in the past, but that doesn't mean you just assume you got to go light. Think about it like, uh, I was doing leg extensions actually with Zach the other day. This was a perfect example. The sets that we did was 30, 25, 20, 10, I'm sorry, 15, drop 15. So technically five sets, wait, 30, 25, 20, 15, drop 15. Yeah, five sets total. The last set was a drop set, but five sets total. For the first set, we have 30 leg extensions, 30, like three zero, like holy moly, talk about a freaking quad burner. I don't go into that saying like, I'm going to put 10 pounds on the machine because like I have 30, like that's a lot. No, no, I'm going to go as heavy as I think that I possibly could. I think I did like 60 pounds or something, which was not that heavy, but like, holy shit balls. It was burning my legs at like rep number 12. And that my friends is hypertrophy training. You now have more than half of your sets still left with your goddamn muscles on fire. I love it. Does it suck? Absolutely. Is it harder? In my opinion, yes. It also gets your heart rate up a little bit more, which I love kind of training my cardiovascular system right alongside my muscle. Like, I don't know. I just definitely prefer this style of training, but it has also been researched to show that it's really helpful as far as building muscle size. Size. Not necessarily strength. If you want to build strength, you would do like five sets of five, so to speak, because you can push a lot heavier weight. So your strength is going up a little bit. It's not that you're not building strength in hypertrophy, but you can target a lot more blood flow, a lot more volume, a lot more stimulus to those muscle groups. And I think see a bigger return on investment if your goal is size for this building phase. So that's the goal for, for that side of things. Uh, the other component to this, and I have to, have to, have to mention this, you have to be following a plan. 
you cannot expect to build muscle if you are in the gym every day or every week doing a different workout. It doesn't work. And I can say that because hell, I tried it. I tried it for months and months and months. Every day I would warm up on the treadmill, you know, 10 minutes or whatever, and I'd write up my workout for the day. I'd go out, I'd execute. Cool. Then I would get to the next day. I'd write up my workout for that day. I'd go out and execute. And then, you know, I did my five lifts for the week or whatever. And then I'd come into the next week and Monday's leg day. And guess what? I'm back on that treadmill warming up, writing up the workout for today. Like there was no plan involved. It was whatever I decided to just write up or follow from someone on Instagram or whatever it was. And it, there was no progress to it. And like, don't get me wrong. I was tired leaving the gym doing those workouts, but I didn't see any result from it. I didn't notice any physical changes from it. I just like sweat a lot and burned a ton of calories. But there was no progressive overload because I don't know how many, how much weight I used for those 30 freaking leg extensions that I did last week in order to know how to push for this week. And like, you need to do that. You need to be following a plan. And because I love the MRP group so much here and y'all are my absolute freaking favorites, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret, okay? A little sneak peek for something that's to come in the very, very near future. I don't want to give it away entirely, but little spoiler alert here, you may or may not be able to follow some pretty freaking killer workouts from yours truly coming up very, very shortly. Okay. Take that information and do with it what you will interpret it as you may, but know that if you are struggling to have a plan or maybe you're following someone, this is the other thing. Maybe you're following someone's plan and it just straight up sucks. Like, I'm sorry that I have followed so many fitness influencers and tried different workouts and bought so-and-so's plan. And I'm so thoroughly underwhelmed. Like, the, the, and it's just, and it's frustrating to me too, because these people out here have these huge followings and they're making a ton of money and it's like, follow my workouts and you get the workouts and you're like, what the fuck? Maybe it's because I have like education in the field too, where I'm like, there's no way that is the workout you're doing. It'll be a leg day. It'll be like three sets of 10 hip thrusts, three sets of 10 RDLs, three sets of 10 lunges, you know, cool down. Like, mm, I'm sorry. It would be great to think that three exercises at a very, very bland three sets of 10 got you the results that they did and you look the way you do because of it. But it's just, that's not true. That's not valid. So if you kind of get a program from someone, you're like, this is kind of like, it's probably because it's shit. And I'm just going to say, I'm not naming names here at all. And I don't even really have someone specific in mind. I just, I've done this for enough time now where like, if it kind of feels like a little cookie cutter, it's probably a little cookie cutter. It's not to say it won't work. It's not to say that, you know, a hip thrust, a squat and a lunge, like it's not to say that's not important for leg day. But in my opinion, if you're buying something, I just, I don't know. I don't know. That's my little tangent, but just know there's some, there's some good shit coming out to the internet very shortly. And no one's going to have to ever wonder like, is this workout like even what she's doing? It is. Trust me when I say it is. So we got to follow a plan. I would recommend hypertrophy training, meaning that high volume. And then even, you know, you can mix in some days too. Zach and I used to do this quite a bit um, when we were kind of both in like our building phase was do like one week or one or two weeks where it was hypertrophy reps. And then the next two weeks would be kind of like lower rep ranges, same workout, same plan for those four weeks or whatever, but the range has changed. So it's like all of a sudden you have an opportunity to like really push the weight because the reps are now dialed in half, right? So stuff like that kind of matters as well um, for your training and, and everything like that. But that, those are my kind of biggest tips as far as what to do when you're in the gym and like be prepared to push guys like you you can't you can't expect your body to change because the actual building of muscle is a response to a stimulus and if your stimulus sucks like imagine trying to you know put out a fire by blowing through a straw right like there's a freaking forest fire in front of you and you're trying to blow through a straw to to get rid of the fire like if that is the level of intensity of your stimulus 
you cannot expect your body to do anything with that. That fire is going to look back at you and laugh and be like, yeah, right. You don't stand a chance. Your body's saying the same thing. If the stimulus applied to try to build muscle is as weak as you blowing through a straw to put out a forest fire, your body is not going to respond to that. You have to be willing to push. You have to be willing to lift heavy. You have to be willing to really push yourself during these training sessions. Tip number four, kind of going right off of the training aspect of things is the total opposite is you have to rest. If your goal is to build muscle, you have to take time off. You don't build when you're in the gym. You don't build during that leg day. You don't build in the middle of that hip thrust set when your glutes are absolutely on fire. Nothing is happening but destruction and demolition. The only time you're growing is when you're resting, when you're taking the day off from the gym, when you're focusing on stretching, when you're focusing on foam rolling, when you're taking some time to breathe, when you're doing a deload week, like that is when you grow. So my favorite thing as well, I have a lot of favorites. I don't know. I just got, this is like at the top of my mind lately. And there's a lot of conversations I've been having. Tis the season, right? We'll have these total opposite conversations as summer rolls around. Everyone's trying to cut, but right now everyone's trying to build. So I've been having a lot of these conversations. Hence this episode kind of being, you know, broadcasted out now. When you're trying to build your legs, because I know that is a lot of, uh, a lot of our goals out there, myself included, I very strongly it's in again, person to person, but I do not recommend the three leg day split. I just truly don't think that if you're pushing as hard as you need to be pushing and should be pushing in that leg day on Monday, there's no way in hell you're recovered enough by Wednesday to do it all over again. And obviously the workout will be a little bit different. Like you'll do three different leg days for the week, but I just don't, I don't love that. For the average person, the, the, unless you are like, again, super advanced bodybuilder, you're working with a coach who, you know, this needs to happen, whatever it is. And you are very, very much giving to your recovery. You might be in a different boat here, but if you're not, and you're just going to the gym and your goal is to build your legs, I would recommend, I would advise against a three day leg day split. Reason being, again, you're not building when you're broken down. And when you go to the gym and you're super sore uh, and you break all those muscle tears and you have all the muscle fibers, this is also why post-workout nutrition is like absolutely essential because the quicker you can repair those muscle fibers, the quicker you can get back out there growing those glutes. Okay. So post-workout nutrition, you need it. You need protein. You need carbs. Back to that food topic. You need it. It's essential, essential. But if you're doing all this and you're breaking things down, the muscle fibers are tearing and then we're left uh, in that catabolic state, which is again, breaking down. It takes a little time to kind of get out of that state, hence the protein, hence the carbs coming in. And we're finally at a place where like we've repaired, we're no longer sore. If you interrupt that by doing another leg day and putting that stress back on and re-tearing those muscle fibers, it's a scab that you just keep on picking at. And every time it's like right about to heal, you pick it again. How long is that scab going to be there? It's going to be there a freaking long time. Versus if you give yourself the necessary time to actually recover between your leg days, you will see a lot more growth from that then the constant breakdown. That's usually when people lead to like injuries or just like chronic inflammation because their body's like, holy shit, dude, I'm just like exhausted. And people usually burn out with this. So personally speaking, I've never done more than two leg days a week. That's really my limit. Uh, I hit legs yesterday, which was Sunday. I'm so goddamn sore today. Like I could never imagine doing legs tomorrow. It just wouldn't make sense. So if you're going to the gym to do a train a body part that is aching in pain, don't do it. Go to the gym and walk, go to the gym and stretch, go to the gym and foam roll, still be productive with that time, but don't go hit that same body part that's like begging and pleading for some extra time. 
So you have to be willing to rest when you grow. This is a, personally, I do about four lifts a week uh, because I'm really focusing it on my recovery. And I would argue that I see better results doing this than trying to push for that fifth lift and it being kind of shitty and kind of half-assed and then I'm more just tired and fatigued and run down. And then I don't see results from any of it. So you don't need to be in the gym seven days a week lifting in order to build muscle. You need to do four to maybe five really solid workouts, spend the rest of your week adequately resting and recovering and getting your steps in and maybe booking a massage and whatever it's going to be, and your muscle will grow and build a whole lot faster. Now that kind of leads into the last tip here, number five, which is essential as well for building muscle and should be addressed your stress levels your stress levels. We're going to go back to that forest fire analogy here, right? Like if your body is under this chronic stress and heightened anxiety, and you're worried about this and you're stressing about that, and you've got a deadline here and your boss is coming down on you on this and your significant other just broke up with you and you're trying to get your finances to get all of this to say, like, you don't think your body feels that like it knows what's going on from a very, very deep internal level. It knows that. And when that is the case and you're presented with those stressors, your body doesn't know that it's just that you have an exam coming up and that's why you're stressed. It thinks you're standing in front of a tiger. It's releasing all of the hormones necessary to prepare you for the battle that lies ahead. And it down regulates and shuts down anything that's not essentially vital for your survival. So building muscle doesn't really come up at the top of the list there. Okay. When you're ready to fight a tiger, your body's like, oh, but I'm not really that fully recovered from my glute days. So let me just shuttle some calories and energy down there to make sure. It's not doing that. It will actually shut off anything that regulates and helps us recover and build and decrease body fat again if we're in a cut. It'll shut all of that down to be like, we got to fight this tiger. Let's do it. And if there's no tiger, which I would argue there probably is not a tiger in most of our lives, actually physically speaking, uh, metaphorically, hell yeah, if we don't address those tigers and we don't work actively to lower them down and decrease that stress and put our body in a state where it's happy to help us build muscle and happy to help us burn body fat when the time comes, you are going to do tips one through four totally right and see absolutely no return on investment. And holy shit, what's more frustrating than that? What's more frustrating than spending weeks, if not months, doing what everyone says is totally right and what needs to happen only to feel the exact same and to look the exact same. And honestly, if you're under that much stress, you might even wind up looking and feeling worse, which is awful. We have to address the stress component. What are you doing in your life to decrease stress levels? What are you doing in your life for fun? Are you okay getting some extra sleep at night? Are you chronically stressed about things? Do you have time to just be you, right? Like these things, and two, three years ago, me would have laughed in your face. Like, who the fuck? Who cared me time? I gotta go to the gym. I'm going to the gym. That's what I'm doing. And like, guys, it's gotten me nowhere. It's gotten me to the point of having so many freaking internal issues going on that like, sure, I could probably build a little bit more muscle right now if I was able to bring my calories up, but like I would see much better results if I had drastically worked on my stress levels. And it, it, it's hard. And I get that too. Like I'm, I'm not by any means an expert in this field. And I honestly, I hope to in, in the near future, that's a conversation for another day, but it's hard. It is definitely a challenging thing for me. And I know a lot of you high achievers out there to like turn your brain off, to just sit relax, watch a movie, you know, read a book, paint a picture. Me, baking. I love baking. That is like my one saving grace right now is I, I love baking. I love anything festive and 
Like to me, that is my stress outlet. Uh, the problem is though, is like once I bake all of these goodies, then they're just sitting around. It's like, well, then I got to eat them. And it's just, oh, it's the whole, it's the whole thing, right? So I need to like go donate all of my baked goods. Cause I would just, in, in my next life, I'm going to own a bakery and a um, breakfast shop, like a breakfast spot. Those are my two love languages. And I think I would just be on my merry way. I'm going to go do that like on the beach. But point being in all of this is like you have to find what allows you to just breathe and break from reality and just relax a little bit if you're doing everything else right. Your body needs that time to cope with stress and handle stress in an in a normal and functional way so that it doesn't just continuously accumulate and the chronic stressors and the cortisol rise up and then we're not building muscle and then we're frustrated. So we try even harder and then it goes even higher and we don't need any of that. And it can be like navigated if you are intentional with it. So I'm not saying you need to become like a Zen master and start meditating every hour of your day. But I do think that every single person with a fitness goal should also have some sort of health stress related, like, you know, practice that helps them just breathe, helps them just slow down. And it is an extremely vital point of building muscle as well. So now on the MRP, we officially have my top 10 tips for cutting and my top five tips for building muscle. And again, there's so much that goes into both of these phases, really one being equally as important as the other, and they really do belong together. It's like the perfect relationship for the two. You have to build before you can cut. After you cut, you should probably go back into a build and it continues to cycle from there. So hopefully these tips were helpful. Again, I know it's tough sometimes when I can't give like very specific advice, nor do I think that's helpful because I don't want any of you to take that for you if maybe it didn't apply to you. And then, you know, we wind up in this circle. So I hope this was in fact helpful to at least get the gears going uh, for your own journey and applying it to where you're at in your exact cycle. So if you do have specific questions, you guys know, I'm always happy to help. Uh, the Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group will also be another great spot to go in there, drop a question, let me know where you're at, get the opinions of other women in the, in the field, you know, continue to hold yourself accountable. I think that's a great place to do that as well. So hopefully this was helpful. Cheers to building some motherfucking muscle because I love that that is the turn the fitness industry for women is taking is like we want to be strong we want to have nice legs we want to be able to lift weight like i oh i love this i love this for all of us but let's make sure we're doing it right